welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke-Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. And the reality of our lives. And really, it's about the reality of our lives. You guys understand this at this point. We just say our thing up front because that's what we say. Don't get hung up on it. Folks, have you rated us five stars on the Apple Podcast app yet? Please do. Give us a nice review. We thank you for it. And also, you want more of us? Well, we have a Patreon where you can get two extra bonus episodes a month, and they do go off the rails. They are a wild ride. They are a roller coaster of emotion. Some might say they're a peek behind the curtain as to who we really are. Um, I will say that this first October bonus episode was truly chaotic and did feature a theater of the mind type. It, no, don't even say theater of the mind. Theater of the mind means we were making it up. We were not making what was happening up at all. As a matter of fact, my mother listened to yesterday's bonus episode and she was enthralled, called me up to ask me what was going on with the situation across the street. Drama unfolds and we report live on the bonus episode. Also, we've been doing retro recaps of the Challenge Fresh Meat season 12. And this Thursday, we drop the reunion episode. So if you sign up now, you can listen to all those apps, all those bonus apps. And I'll just say you'll have hours of joyful content. I mean, for real, for real, folks, it's going to be a cold ass winter. So you better hunker down with us, your pals over here on the reality. Oh, Uh -oh. I had it. Uh Uh-oh, so close. Over here on the Reality Blues program. If it's, it's not theater of the mind because it's not made up. It was real. But how do you explain the fact that it's like a drama unfolding in real time on the podcast? I just think, I think you just kind of say we had a drama unfolding. I, I think that theater of the mind, I may be wrong, but in my mind, in my mind, theater of the mind means like, hey, look, right now I'm I'm fighting a a, a pirate. Ha, hit, ha. Like, right, to right, me, right. That, that's theater of the mind. It's um, fantasy. It's fantasy. This is not fantasy. It was our reality. Now, nothing super crazy goes on, and we're not even going to talk about it anymore. We're already talking about it too much. But let me just tell you right now, our bonus episodes might be my favorite episodes. They just might be. Why do you think that is? I think it's because I go into it with a more relaxed mental state where I'm like, eh, if we end up just kind of like talking to one another about bullshit, that's totally fine because it's the blowness episode because we do these things, we call them we call them ch- chat chits. Chat chits. Right, Ash? Chat chits. Early morning chat chits. And uh, so we kind of wake up as early as we possibly can, get a cup of coffee, find a nice place in our home to podcast, and uh, we then just chat the chit Mm -hmm. and to me chatting the chit you know on this podcast we gotta get things done i know we have shows to talk about shows to talk about i mean we do all this homework we have to spend upwards of 11 minutes talking about a show 12 13 i mean we've set a precedent here as a television journalist and we know that you guys need to be informed about our lives since the last time that we spoke to you so it's very important that we uh, don't leave anything out you know there's some pressure here ash on the monday episode nothing that i don't like but you know this is our job the monday episode Mm, i love this job you know me too. I love this job. Uh, Sign me up. You've already. You're, hey, you're boss. Up. I want more. Give me more. Give me some overtime. No, you don't want any more. It's you're too, right. That's too much potting. We we do spend a lot of time together. What? We spend a lot of time together, and then also a lot of podcasting time together. Yeah. Right before we uh, started this podcast, Ashley informed me that I I'm not hanging out with you at all today. You understand? I got my own things to do. This is what Ash is telling me. I got I got my own things to do. 
You bet. As a matter of fact, it opened up with "Get a life." <laughs> well, I'm I'm looking at my to do list. Okay, I'm looking at my to do list, and I'm like, why do I have so much to do today? And I'm like, oh, these are things I should have done last week. I'm looking back on last week. I'm remembering, you know, times like yesterday where I'm gonna go do something, and Nick's like, hey, can we hang out? And you can't say no to this face, you know. So it's like I, I can't hang out with you all the time. I got to get stuff done. Is what I'm trying to let you know. Also, I think it's good to announce now that I will be setting office hours okay I'm starting office daily office hours Nick can you hear me I hear you I will not be available Monday through Friday 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. that's ridiculous that's my those are my new office hours where is your office at Woody's room over in the in the office room yeah, yeah. I know there's no lock over there right yeah well I'm gonna put one on the door yeah. and then those are gonna be my office hours it just doesn't make it's you we can't hang out all the time you know what I mean I love you I'm so happy to spend time with you but we just we're attached at the hip some might say it's unhealthy I enjoy spending time with you during the day you don't I'm trying to get stuff done at night, I wish you would just leave me alone. Yeah, what? See, that's the time where I'm like, well, now we should watch a show. Let's have dinner. No. Let's let's chat. I want to flip it. I want to have dinner in the morning, and at night, I want to eat eggs, and I want you to be out of my sight. Okay, I'd like I to flip it. I can't believe this. That's right. That's right. So let's talk about this week. Um, what has happened? Well, we had a little adventure. Um, on the highway, I'll say that it was mostly me, my experience, but Nick was freaking out enough for the both of us. Would you say, um, what, what do you mean with the tire? You felt like you were part of that adventure because you were, you, you were as stressed. I and was as scared. Involved. I yes. wasn't freaking out. You were losing it. No, I wasn't. You weren't <laughs> even here. You were losing it. I could tell on the phone. You weren't even here. So my friend, Julia, you guys know Julia. Um, she was did our Southern Charm recaps, which, by the way, this show's coming back. Why, Bravo? What are you doing? What What do you think you're gonna get out of that? I'm excited. What? We're not watching that. Yeah, I'll watch every episode. Nick, we don't support that. Those are my friends. So Julia's moving to L.A. She moved actually yesterday. She moved, and uh, she's been in Ohio for the past. I don't know, four or five months, uh, she got stuck there right at the beginning of the pandemic with her family. She was only going to visit them for like three weeks. And then all of a sudden, it's like the country's on lockdown. But now she's able to move to L.A. And uh, we're kind of realizing that this is going to be one of the last times we could see each other in real life. You know, like neither of us are going to be getting on planes for pleasure anytime soon. She's going there for work. But it's not like I'm going to fly out to L.A. and hang out with her in the next few months. So we decided we have a harebrained idea, okay? S- scheme? Yeah. To meet in the middle between our, the two cities that we're in, in this little park in Pennsylvania. We're both going to drive, meet in the middle, have lunch, and then drive back. Sounds like a great idea, right, Nick? Sounds wonderful. It's a long drive. It is quite a drive. And honestly... There's just a few a few number of people I would take this drive for to do this. Um, so, but we're pumped. We're gonna bring our blades. We're gonna be blading in the park. Does she listen to this podcast? I don't think so. What's wrong with her? Yeah, that is messed up. Make right? her, make, you know, if she wants, she wants your her her weekly dose of you, and you know, she doesn't ever talk to me. This would be great for her. I can't, my believe, voice. I can't believe she's not listening to the podcast. You better make sure that all your friends listen to this podcast. 
Do you listen to your friends' podcasts? My friends don't have podcasts. I don't think I listen to my friends' podcasts. What my friend, my one friend Dan has a podcast, and uh, it's about football. Yeah, and I haven't really watched a full season of football in about a decade, mm. so I, I don't care. Um, and if it was probably about anything else, I would listen to it. Uh, my friend Sean had a podcast uh, with my other friend Julian, and they were it was about being dads. And they had other like people in in comedy coming on who were who were dads. Yeah, I, I listened to a couple episodes of that. You know, I, I, I don't listen to every of them, but everyone, but yeah, I listened to Joe's episode Everyday Decisions when I was on it. Yeah, does that count? No. Anyway, we gotta get Julia listening to the pod. I mean, come on, Julia, she's been on the pod more than any other guest. Yeah, that's actually ridiculous. Hours, I mean, for episodes and hours. I mean, she's, she, you know, we did, we, we speaking of Southern Charm coming back. I mean, when it comes back, we have to recap it with Julia. I, you and, know that has to happen. And I'm pretty sure she really likes us. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I know she likes me. I'm not too sure about you. I know, now I'm questioning it. I mean, it's like she won't even listen to your podcast. This is ridiculous. So we hit the road, 8 a.m. We're both like, hey, let's go. We're taking off, 8 a.m. We're going it, to, it's like a four-ish hour drive. And I'm about, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes into this drive. I'm on a highway. And um, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I see that the pressure, there's like a little notification in the dashboard that's like tire pressure, low, refill, now. And I'm like, that eh, probably doesn't mean anything. I'll tell you what, it's the now part. Yeah refill now you rarely have somebody telling you now do it now on a, yeah. on a car you know what i mean it's it's that's rare it's rare and so i'm like um you know this is not this is not the car we usually drive this is uh nick's mom's car and i'm like well let me call nick okay you know i'm actually on the phone with julia we're talking as we're both driving i'm like julia this light's popped up i don't think it was there before let me call Nick and find out if this is just a common thing that I don't have to worry about. You know what I mean, people? You know when the uh, the oil light comes on and you know that that can stay on for a month? That's what I think is happening. Well, you're also used to our car. Our car, the dashboard, um, all the little bells Everything's and whistles. on. It's just all on. And I've been told by multiple uh, technicians and mechanics that uh you know about the dashboard right it's like all fucked up and i'm like yes yes yeah and and yes and as a matter of fact one of the sensors is tire pressure sensor fail that's what i usually see on our car so yep. i assume that's what's happening here so i call nick and i'm like is this normal and he's like no it's not normal go put some air in that tire and i'm like okay okay so i i kind of slowed down a little bit i'm on the highway i'm probably doing a cool 70 uh slow down to about 60 get in the right hand lane preparing to exit um, and then I feel the car start kind of wobbling and I'm like, oh shit, come on. Don't give me a t flat tire right now. I'm so close to the exit. I'm so close to Wawa. And then I hear a loud boom, like a, like an explosion and the tire, all of a sudden I hear that explosion. All of a sudden the car is jerking left and right. I'm like trying my best to, to break and go into um, the emergency lane on the side of the highway. I see in my periphery, I see this tire fly across my two lanes of traffic over the median into the other lanes of traffic. I've never seen a whole tire come off a wheel before. You know what I mean? Like I've seen like... 
I've just always gotten a flat. I've never had a tire explode. And it just flew across the four lanes of traffic. And I miraculously was able to stop. Um, I went and looked at the tire. And it, it's just been completely... The round part on the top has just completely ripped off from the sides. I've never seen anything like it. Blew my mind. It literally ripped and exploded internally. Um, long story short, you know, we call call Geico. Hey, whoa, whoa, hold on. What's I, up? Not not yet because you called me and I was like literally just started making eggs. Yeah, this is when you started freaking. And then you called me up and you're like, "Hey, uh, the tire blew out." And I'm like, "What?" And you're like, "The tire bl I had to blow out the tire." I'm like, "Where are you?" You were like, I don't know. The next exit said Six Flags. Yeah, you're near <laughs> near Six Flags. I'm like, oh god. So then, uh, yeah, we we kind of figured out that you had to go. Uh, there's Geico service because this was my mom's car that we were in. Because um, we had switch. You mentioned? Did you mention this? Did I, I did. I mentioned I was in her car, but I didn't mention why. We switched because of uh, her car is a hatchback, and we needed it for moving purposes. So we switched uh, our little sedan with her hatchback, and. Uh, I'm almost happy that this happened to you and not my mom because my mom, you know, she's she could be going to, um, you know, get go to the doctor and, and stuff like that. And it could have been a lot worse. But um, luckily, you were completely safe, even though you were going 60 on a highway and a tire blew out. I mean, long story short, as you were saying, you know, we got the roadside service. They put a donut on it. You drove back here. You couldn't see julia that's probably the worst part about this whole thing worst part is that the whole julia thing was canceled canceled yeah. and now she has moved uh, to los angeles and now she's in la and it's all over you'll never see her again and that's pretty freaking sad um but also like the when when the geico roadside assistance guy came he was like whoa when he saw the the wheel and the tire also the police came at one point to get the tire out of the other side of the highway, the state patrol. And then they came around to me and approached the car and they were kind of like weird with me. I mean, I guess that's their job, you know, to be like suspicious of cars on the side of the highway. But he did look through the back seat. But hadn't the person who the mechanic or the the tow truck guy got there yet or that was no before? Okay. i was on the phone with the tow truck and yeah, so the police sure. officer walked up yeah. and he was like looking through the back seat and telling me to stay in the vehicle and i was like i was on the passenger side because i had gotten out of the driver's side to look at the car i've gotten flats before i just was going to check out the thing and so i saw the tire which was on the back driver's side tire and it was it was so it, it was so gnarly i was like what the hell and then i didn't want to get back in the driver's side because the traffic was coming um you know cars were whizzing past me on that side so i had walked around to the passenger side so the, the police officer was like stay in the vehicle stay in the vehicle and it's like looking in the back seat and then i was on the phone with geico and they were like which mile marker are you at and then i started asking the police officer information turns out he was a wealth of information and he really started warming up once I started asking him questions about where I was and what mile marker I was at. And then he was like, you got somebody coming? And I was like, yes. And he was like, okay, well, um, good luck. And then he left. And then the Geico guy came and he was just like a young, he seemed like a, a young drifter. This yeah, guy rolled up. You described him, he had a Yankees cap on and he had long hair 
And you run into a lot of long-haired men in baseball caps around around these parts. So. I mean, he was just like, whoa, whoa, I can't believe you didn't get in an accident. I can't believe you didn't lose control. And I was like, he was like, this is usually people lose control if the tire blows out like this. And I was like, yeah, I was already kind of slowing down and trying to pull over. He was like, you're lucky. And I was like, thanks, man. Um, But the tire, okay, but I want to tell people this just for clarification. The tire that went across to the other side, miraculously, nobody hit it. Like a couple of cars dodged it. And then this um, like 18 wheeler came by just going 70 like crazy and kind of clipped it and caused it to bounce back into the medium. So... That is a miracle that no one, you know, that didn't cause an accident. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I don't think we're going to go any really that much further with this story about us having to find out that. I guess we could say we brought it to. Is this story boring? Why did we think this story was so exciting? Because it was you. Because, well, this is what I find interesting. When we brought it to the mechanic, we we had both pieces of the tire in the trunk and the guy went out there to take a look at it with me. And uh, I wanted to see what was going on with the car and whether or not it needed some alignment, yada, yada, yada. But he saw the tire and this guy, uh, this guy Raj over at Pep Boys, which I've dealt with a couple of times. Yeah, he's your guy. He's my guy. I like Raj. Raj looked. um, I opened up the trunk and Raj looked at the tire and went, holy Batman. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you weren't kidding. He's like, wow, who is driving this? And I was like, oh, man, my fiance. And he was like, wow. You know, that's it was da- that's dangerous to blow out like that. So, I mean, I think we really do have to thank our lucky stars or your guardian angel or whatever that it wasn't that bad because apparently a blowout uh, going that fast on, on a, in a car like that, it could have been a lot worse. So, I mean, really, it was not bad at all. I mean, I can't believe how easy everything was. Can't you? I Be- can't believe how easy it was, too. And I was the trying... The fact that you could just, like, you drove it home on the donut, fine. Yeah. You drove it... I, dro- I, I, was, I took the car to the mechanic um, later that day, and... Uh, we picked it, it up the next day. I, I was able to find a route to this mechanic that we like to use, which was, like, a 20-minute ride away from us, that I didn't have to use any highways, and there was nobody, like... I was wor- I'm always worried, like, when you're on a donut, you're only supposed to be going a certain amount of speed, like... I got it up to when I when I eventually had to kind of make the right on the highway. I guess the highest I got it up to is about forty, which I think is too is too much. Did the mechanic tell you how how what the top speed would be? No, but I was like, sh- can I go on the highway? He's like, nah. And then I was like, okay, how how um fast can I go? He was like, I wouldn't go over fifty. Is all that he said. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So um yeah, because I, I noticed it performed quite well at, at like thirty thirty five. It was yeah. like I didn't even notice anything was going on. But, like, I got to take all these back roads. We got there. The guy, Raj, was, like, completely understood what the hell was going on. He gave us the reason why this happened. I mean, this is not supposed to happen. My mom had some new tires put on the car. She apparently went somewhere. Can't really figure out where. But uh, what we, what me and Raj deduced was that they did not have the tires, the appropriate tires, in. And they gave, uh, they put tires on this Volvo that uh, fit but were not the appropriate tires for an all-wheel drive car. And so mm. it, the, they need to be able to uh, extra load-bearing tires, basically, for all-wheel drive car, because there's just more um, more going on on each tire that you have to have more you know, hardware, I guess. And uh, yeah, so we had to end up putting four new tires on the car. It did cost a f- small fortune. Yeah. But... I mean, we for, should sue for that. safety. We though. should 100% like sue the place before. Because I kept trying to, I'm like, why, 
you know, what what's the danger element? And then I'm realizing that loud boom, the tire being ripped apart, it literally exploded. You know what I mean? Like you get a flat tire, it deflates. And so the car becomes unbalanced. This was a, a, a burst of energy that came from the back of the car. This was an explosion that like, you know, could have pushed the car in a crazy direction. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I we do want to move on, but I do want to say before, just as a little we're gonna tidbit, sue them. Going to Pep Boys. This is Pep Boys that we got the uh, we got the new tires at, and uh, Pep Boys. You guys have Pep Boys where you are, Manny Mo and Jack. Did you have Pep Boys in in North Carolina? No, there's no. We there. had Jiffy Lube. Do sure, you guys have Jiffy Lube. We do. That's where I usually get my uh, oil changes over at Jiffy Lube. But we always went to like a local guy. We would always go to the, this place called Franklin Street Tires, and yeah. they did everything to the car. Yeah, we have local people here, but there's also so many Pep Boys around here that you're just kind of like, I'll go to the Pep Boys. Yeah, it's usually like your best deal. Um, so we uh, we w- I went over to this Pep Boys, and I was I was talking to Raj, and and uh, you know he gave us the four tires, and then I went to go pick it up the next day, and. This other guy was working there, and it was like clearly Raj is like the manager, and the other guys are like younger guys. Um, I just kind of like they were having like a back and forth in Pep Boys. Yeah, that reminded me of like how how kind of like fun it is to be just working at a store with like people like around your age yeah where the a store that is like a low stakes situation i know exactly what you're talking about you're talking about co-worker camaraderie yeah and they were kind of like teasing each other in a way where i was like i miss being doing working somewhere like this like yeah when i worked over at a, I, I worked at this pharmacy called drug fair in high school for a couple years and like there was that sort of camaraderie. I mean, I was basically like stocking shelves, checking people out, working in the shipping receiving, but like it wasn't like an emergency room floor condition where it was like, mm. we need to get these, you know, there was never that moment. It, it was, was like, chill. guys, you better sweep. It's Thursday. Like there was, yeah. that was about as crazy as things got. So, um, but these guys were kind of the same type of guys. They were like mechanics and people that worked in the, and they were just kind of hanging out and they were like arguing over who paid for Burger King last time. Oh my goodness. In a way where I was just like, it kind of made me laugh. And also I was like, I, you know, I miss sort of ha- being able to have that sort of conversation with a coworker where you're like, I'm just going to argue with this person because I have nothing else to do. And I'm sitting in this room. Babe, you should get a job at Pet Boys. <laughs> I don't want to work at Pet Boys. Come on. Smell the tires over there. But I might, you know, while I'm here, I may try and get some sort of a low stakes day job a coffee shop job yeah something like that are we allowed to go back to work what do you mean like are we allowed to get jobs what do you mean outside of our you know prospective um, freelance jobs like with the covid i don't know we'll see how bad it gets but i think you could probably work it so i don't know what's going to be open is the problem so um you may just need to get a delivery job but um yeah, so uh, I do. I, I do miss that. I, I miss the the sort of uh, you know the camaraderie between because the last like few day jobs of the last couple of years that I've had, um, you know, it's either like a teaching job, which is not that situation. Yeah, and I feel also with like comedy, it's like you don't know who it's going to be on the show that night. It's never never like a a predictable cast of characters that you're running into every other night. I can't, you can't count performing at all in this. This yeah. is not, has no feeling of that at all. I um, agree. It's because there's, you have, there is an emergency room feel there. There's a pressure cooker feel. Yeah. Because eventually you have to perform and you, or whatever you're doing on the show, like you have to do something. 
um, and people are there's the expectations of people are so high. You know, I've worked in um, in television in production. I mean, when you're in production, it makes you feel like it's a hospital. People are like, you need to get batteries over there now. Like, you know what it's I mean? It's so just like, awful. No, you could goof <laughs> around for like a second. And then you're like working, you know, 14 hour days, like in a, in like a windowless, you know, studio or something. And, you know, it's like, uh, guys, the network's here. Like, you know what I mean? There's like things like that where you're like, oh my God. This and it's is... like people's whole like careers right. feel like they're resting on the, whether or not you brought tape into the. <laughs> you have a stupid job, right? Where your job is kind of stupid, but you're there. And then there's somebody else who's like, who created this idea. I will lose millions of dollars yeah. if you don't have that binder on you right now. They're like Sony is expecting a product by, you know, it's yeah. just like, okay. Um, so that is so stressful that just being like, yeah, I clock out at seven 30, dude, I can't, it's seven 36. I can't do anything for you. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like that's option. that feeling I miss, you know right. what I mean? Uh, or like I'm going on a, I'm going on a break. Anybody want something, you know, that, that I sort of miss. So we'll see while I'm too. here now that we're out of our old apartment, as we said last week, and we're kind of fully now. Uh, we are fully Jersey Shore people. I love it. I I want to maybe embrace like like let's go get our let's go get ourselves a job at a little shop somewhere. I'm you know in. I, mean? I want to work at a boutique or an artist studio. Um, so we'll see. But I know we'll what you're, you I, I miss what uh, I I also miss that, and I remember it in restaurants. I feel like with restaurants, there's a lot of talking shit. There's a lot of hanging out. You know, the last restaurant job I had was in Manhattan, though, and those were all people who were trying to work in showbiz. They were all trying to be Broadway people. So it was more stressful? Yeah. Yeah. That was like, uh, the stakes were higher. The stakes were higher. Ashley, do you have anything else on uh, that non-television related? I think that's it. I mean, I really want to talk about the scary movies we've been watching. Yeah. How do you feel? Do you think that we should talk anything more about our lives? Um, well, did you want to talk about kids and comedy at all? You had mentioned that as something, a possible topic. Yeah, but now I'm over it. Can I just mention one thing that I overheard you talking to your class about? You have a class right now of young boys, right? Yeah. And uh, some of these young boys are first timers. And when you get a 10-year-old who's a first timer, uh, sometimes it's it's very tough to kind of get them over the hump to sort of get in the groove of what it takes to kind of, you know, develop your own material into a stand-up comedy set. I mean, that's what we're here to do, and we do that for them pretty much every single time, but it can be tough. And uh, Ashley has the young boys class this session. I got like a bunch of 10-year-old boys. I'll walk past the office that she um, teaches over Zoom in, and I'll hear little tidbits. And last week I heard one that was incredible. Can I tell you what it was? This is just you. Yeah, go for it. Just being like, this is all I heard you go. One thing, you only came up with one thing about bread. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're like, what about like, who eats it? What do you put on it? Where do you hide it? You know, there, there's three things about bread I thought of right now. You only thought of one thing about bread? Yeah, I'm trying to get them to think critically. (laughs) I just think think that is just like the whole that entire thing made me laugh because number one the fact that you had that you like somebody came in with like just one observation about something so broad as bread <laughs> like i don't know what it was because i guess you had headphones on and i couldn't hear what the kid said but it was a mystery topic and the kid did like 30 seconds on bread and then was i don't even remember what that he said about bread but then he was like oh that's all i got i can't think of anything else and i was like you can't think about anything else 
on bread. Literally, <laughs> there's so many options to talk about when it comes to say, bread. I gotta say, who gave him the topic of bread? Lev, our intern. Oh man, unleavened bread. Oh, so so. Hey, I have one of the kids in my class that they listen to the podcast. So how does that make you feel? Well, good for them. But I'm going to say that for Lev, and if Lev's listening to this podcast, and Lev is in, in my advanced master class. Yeah, Lev's right? a, a dear, a treasured uh, past Lev student. Lev is fantastic. But I do want to say, Lev, if you're listening to this podcast, bread is a bad topic. I know. Well, you know what it was is that I was trying to coach him on topics beforehand. And like the last intern we had. So we do this thing called mystery topics where you warm up. You throw out an, a, a topic like birthdays. And then the kid's like, oh, man, I love birthdays. Or like, oh, I hate birthdays. So, so here, here's what mystery topics is. Uh, Ash wasn't explaining it, right? It's I'm just a warm up exercise. You, yeah, but then you're not explaining what it is. So you throw a random topic out to a student and they have one minute to speak on that topic. They could talk about anything in the world revolving around that topic. If they have a story that's connected to that topic, fantastic. Fantastic. If they just want to talk to us about their feelings on that topic, great. All they have to do is have an extemporaneous improvisational speech based on a random ass topic. And sometimes, and I would say at least 50% of the time, uh, a student will just have a, have a feeling about a random topic that they never knew they had because they weren't thinking about it. So, you know, when you give them something like planet Earth, you know, and then they're like, planet Earth, and we live here. And it's like, you know, somebody, one of your kids, I think they came in as their own observation, but, you know, uh, talking about how Earth is... Uh, um, what about how Earth isn't the biggest planet? Yeah, they're pissed off that Earth isn't the biggest planet in our solar system because it contains hu human life and so therefore should be the largest. But like what Nick is saying is 100% right. Like you'll give the kid homework, like you'll get you'll give them the mystery topic homework and then they'll be like, huh, homework. You know what? I actually like homework because it gives me something to do where my sister has to leave me alone. My sister's always bothered. And all of a sudden they're like launching into this like interesting premise and you know, really the the goal is though just to talk for a minute so when this kid only did 30 seconds on bread i was like come on there's so much you can say about bread but backing it up even further i had to give lev like some intern instruction i didn't realize i would have to do this because um all of the interns we've had have been in our class and have done mystery topics and know that mystery topics should be things like you know, sick days and school dances. Vacation. Vacation. The dentist. You know. The ocean. The ocean. These sort, sort of broad topics that have a lot. They're, they're dense. They're dense topics. Yeah. That the kid can attack pets. You know, yeah. I always wanted a dog, but my, my brother got a canary or whatever, <laughs> you know. So. We did live in a coal mine. The last kid, the last intern I had. Hit the mystery topics he was throwing out to the 10-year-olds were um, Amazon drone delivery, the 2016 election, um, just like very... Trying to outsmart these 10-year-olds. Yeah, and the 10-year-olds 10, 10 would be like, I don't really know what he And our interns are usually like 14. Yeah, you know, our interns like, are like people who've they're been like through the students. system. Yeah. They're usually very bright, very with it kids. So when I was giving Lev direction, I was like, keep it simple, you know, haircuts, things like that. So he was keeping it a little too, too simple. simple. Bread is bread. too simple. Bread. Bread is too simple. Although, if you gave me bread, I'd be able to talk to talk about it. I know. I, you do like to throw out desserts. That's why like you food. always like throw food. out desserts. Breakfast for I actually, dinner. I I've actually, heard you do that. I have had to stop 
doing uh, giving my food uh, prompts to to children because I've gotten so much backlash from it. Really? But yeah. When I when I talk about when I when I I would throw out something like breakfast. And then I'd, because I'm interested in what people eat for breakfast. Yeah. And so, like, uh, especially when I'm like hardcore dieting, like if I'm really, really into it's all like, you're thinking about, all I'm thinking about is food. So it's just like I want to hear other people talk about food. You know, candy is something I like to. I give know to you kids. always throw out food stuff. A candy is my one so of my favorite back topics. Off Lev with the bread, but bread is just such a to to me. That's like there there is no blander of a topic than just saying bread. Like no even identifier of like what kind of. Bread. I don't not even like toast. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even toast. <laughs> Moldy bread. Um. Anyway, folks, you know what? Let's take a break right here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some stuff that we watch. I think we may talk a little bit about some of the horror movies and whatnot that we've been watching. I mean, not really. I guess we did watch some. We watched some. We're watching scary content because tis the season. Tis the season. And we also watched, which premiered last, I guess... Wednesday? Um, the first episode of the brand new season of The Amazing Race, which is on CBS. Um, it's Ashley, Ashley's first foray into The Amazing Race. So. I can't wait to talk about it. I have two things I must discuss and about we, this show. We will discuss when we uh, when we come back. We are back. Yeah, we are. So, um, Ash, how do you want to start this off? Should we start talking about maybe uh, some of the Halloween content that we've been watching? Yeah, I'd like to do that. And I'd like to just state this uh, phenomenon that has happened to me, which is that I've never been a scary movie gal. I've never really been able to handle being scared. Nick knows that, of course. It's been defining parts of our relationship. Who could ever forget the classic viewing of Insidious where I ran from him in the streets of New York City? (laughs) That's the best. It's like what six months into dating, nine Something months. Something like that. Yeah, I, I Ashley and I went over to a friend's house to watch Insidious, which is a pretty scary horror movie, I guess. And uh, on the way home, we had to walk to the subway. We're actually walking back to your old apartment, and uh, I did like a little thing where I I realized Ashley was scared, but I didn't know how scared. And as she was kind of walking down the steps, I paused. I was behind her. I paused. And then when she uh, turned to look at me, I was making like a scary face, I believe. Right. Yes. And then you immediately, without thinking, just shoved me to the ground. (laughs) Okay. And I hit the ground on the steps and you bolted out of the building like slammed out of the door and then i walked outside you were running down the street i thought you had become possessed i don't know what was going on i was terrified (laughs) one of my one of my favorite moments from our relationship uh really just great and then i booked it too i took off like a track runner and went down like three three blocks before i stopped and like then you wouldn't look at me for the rest of the walk back to your place. And I believe all night you couldn't really look at my face because you were afraid if you looked at my face, it might look like some sort of a demon possessed me. You did a scary face. I did do a scary face. I like making little scary faces. That was lesson number one um, of, I guess, the next hundred lessons that I'll learn. Well, that you really can't show Ashley creepy, scary images or your night will be ruined. It's not just about her getting scared. She will ruin your life uh, that night. I'll ruin your life. And then there was the time. So that happened early in the relationship. And then about four years later. So we just realized then we were like, okay, we can't watch any scary movies together ever. 
I knew I couldn't watch scary movies. I didn't realize Nick would like taunt me. I thought he would like after we watch a scary movie that first time. I was like, he's gonna like be like a protector and like make me feel safe. I didn't realize he would purposefully try and scare me. I love to scare. So once we established that was in that was our deal as a couple. Um, about four years later, Nick was like, "Hey, you should watch this thing. It's really well done. It's the shortest horror film." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "It won this contest, short, shortest horror film. Yeah, you should watch sh- it." It's not the shortest horror film. It was just a short film. Scary movie It had movie won contest. like a ninety yeah, second. It thing. won. It definitely won. I'm not because the shortest horror film is probably like two seconds long. This is you know this is about a ninety second thing, and it was just. I couldn't believe that like an amateur had made it because of some of, uh, especially when the the creepy monster happens at the end, was so well done and so creepy. Um, I didn't think it was like so scary, and I thought it would be interesting for Ashley to watch it. I was not trying to scare Ashley here. Well, I watched it, and I don't. I I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself for like what three months. It wrecked you for years. That one. I, it's, that it has image, stuck with me. There's an image of at the. It's like one of those things where it's just like you hear stuff, you see little footsteps, and then at the very end, you know, it's like you know the kid turns around and looks, and then like the scary monster is right there, and it's just like a second of like the scary the scary monster face, and Ashley has had that image burned into her head for years. Uh, I I don't hear about it any longer, but I would say for a good two or three years, or maybe even longer than that, you have like thrown that back at me like oh yeah well what about the scary monster face and now i can't have the lights off in the bathroom you know what i mean or whatever it is i don't know why you would have the lights off in the bathroom but still so we were just like okay i can't watch scary movies and then this year happened 2020 happened and um everything is terrifying right the world's on fire who knows what's going on the government is actively against the middle class and lower income people feels like we're, you know, going to be phased out of this civilization. Um, everything is bad pandemic. I'm I, the world is scary enough. All of a sudden, I don't know why I can watch horror movies. Right. Well, you claim you can watch horror movies. This well, we watch. This is very interesting to me. Yeah, you but every year you want to watch these type of things. You do. We watched The Brood, yes. which was last week, and I was just watched that whole thing, and I was like, oh, look, I've been cured of my fear. So, yeah, The Brood is like kind of like a creepy movie from, the, I think, the very early 80s. Uh, it's really about therapy, about like extreme therapy. Yeah, it's definitely a comment on therapy and also women's rage, um, but women's it, emotions. Lots of like very creepy uh, stuff, especially at the very end of the film, you get to see... Uh, Basically, this it's uh, this woman manifests her rage manifests by giving birth to little rage babies that go out and do her bidding. Yeah, I really liked this movie. I mean, this movie's awesome. Yeah. Um, I forgot the what's the name of the dudes? Eric no, Cronenberg. Not, David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg. Um, yeah. So David Cronenberg, a director. He also did Scanners. Um, he also did uh, uh, Videodrome. He, he's kind of known for like. Um, crazy like body horror is what they call it body horror so like people's bodies will be like morphed and disfigured into creepy sci-fi horror sort of things that's kind of like a staple in his movies this one had it at very at the very end super weird stuff going on with the woman um awesome movie though like really 
because what I liked about it, and this is how I pitched it to Ashley, I go, let's watch this because this is like an auteur making a horror movie. You know what I mean? He's not just trying to scare you. He uh, is a filmmaker and he's a really great director and he wrote it and he directed it. Um, uh, it was made in Canada, which makes it has like an extra sheen of like creepiness to it because it feels like the world we live in, but it's just off. Um, so uh, I never saw it and I wanted to watch it. And, and and for some reason, Ashley agreed. And so we watched the thing. And were you looking at any of the horror elements? This is the thing is you you will watch these movies. But when a, when a scary part comes up, you don't look at all. Well, I, I will look away for the images because, again, I don't want them burned into my brain because that's what will happen. Um, I looked at the brood. Yeah, I think there was a couple of times when, like, we saw the the little ba- the little kid, rage kids, that I didn't look directly at them in the beginning. But then once I caught enough glimpses of them, I was like, oh, I could handle this. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed, it's really, it, it's the images and also the suspense that gets me. But I enjoyed the suspense and the brood. And I was like, this is great. Let's keep going. Let's keep riding this train all the way to the end of the month, baby. So then Nick and I were like looking at horror stuff to watch, scary things, going back and forth. We decided that the uh, body of Jane Doe would probably be too scary for old Ashley. I think it's the autopsy of Jane Doe on Netflix, which I've had recommended to me for a couple years now. I have not watched it. Maybe I'll watch it. On my own. I think that one's going to be a little gra- a little graphic for you. Misery has been recommended to me, but I think that might be a little too much. Have you seen that? Yeah, but there's no ghosts in that. What is that? Oh, it's that's Stephen King. Yeah. And um, basically it's about uh, it's about a writer who writes. Oh, is it a super movies. fan? Yes. Yeah. The super fan captures him yes. and then tortures him. I mean, there's violent stuff happening in it, but it's not supernatural. It's right. It's just like, oh my God, well, how terrible. I don't really like violence. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to watch Misery, I think. I think there's enough out there um, for Halloween times. But So what I think I've been trying to do is we watch one super scary thing, and then we offset it. We do a palate cleanser of something. So each one of these nights, we've watched a super scary thing and then cleansed our palate with something that's not so scary. The first time, what we did was we watched uh, we watched... Uh, the Brood first night, and then the next night we watched uh, James and the Giant Peach, which is not a horror movie, and it's it's not necessarily about Halloween, but it's definitely an autumn, an autum- autumnal movie. It felt very fall. Um, and it wasn't made by um, uh, Tim Burton, but it was like executive produced, and a lot, most of the movie is a claymation movie about. Uh, this kid James who needs to escape from his awful you guys know the stories and he goes into this peach and there's this whole world in this peach with these like bugs insects and insects yeah. and it's really cute and it's a it's a really good movie it's really well made my one downside of that is I think just based on the type of film it was put on I don't know what it is but it, the movie was so dark that yeah. you, it was tough to see everything in the claymation times because. I remember it being very vi- kind of vibrant. Yeah. And I think that watching it on Disney Plus, you know, it kind of takes away from from it on, on modern television screens. But it was very fitting for the month of October. It was. And it was. it's a good movie. I really enjoyed that. And then we uh, we have cable I cried here. like a baby. Did you cry end. like a baby? I remember? Can't. But uh, we... I, we, we, we t- and we, you said it's too nostalgic. The movie. Oh, the movie's too nostalgic? I yeah, said that. You were like, that's why you're crying. Too nostalgic. Of no- right. nostalgism. Yeah. 
Nostalgism? What the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> so then we turned that off. We were going to watch something else, but what happens? We were just flipping, I was flipping around the TV and I found Adam's Family, uh, the second one, Adam's Family Values. Mm-hmm. Is that the name of it? Yep. Um, which might be the superior of the two Adams Family movies. Love it. Give me uh, some actually, Joan Cusack in anything, but especially as a serial killer. It's not just two movies. We found that out last night, actually. But yeah, um, yeah it's um, it, that movie's so good. It's, it's so, so well made. Good. Um, I, it made me kind of want to watch both movies. Uh, you know, at least the, Morticia. Watch, go back and watch the first one. That fucking cast. How dare they put a cast together that's like so good? It's incredible. Everyone Raul, knocks it out of the park. Raul Julia playing um, uh, Gomez. Gomez. Yeah. And then uh, Angelica Houston. Wow. Playing Morticia. Um, the movie was so well made. It's it's pretty insane. And and, and uh, uh, obviously, you know, Uncle Fester is played by Christopher Lloyd, who's just like the best casting for that ever. Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy, and then the children are incredible. Uh, what's what's her name? Who plays? Uh, yeah, what is her name? Big old eyes. Big old eyes. <laughs> Big forgot. old eyes. Who played cares? Wednesday? Rachel McAdams. It's not her. <laughs> no, it was. It was Rachel McAdams. But it should have been. Whatever. You guys know who we're talking about. I'm not pausing. God, the people are pissed. They're who like, cares? it's her. So then, and even that kid, that kid who plays um, Pugsley. 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 He was in so many little like movies of that time yeah like, but we can like, agree he's the weakest link of the cast he's very good in that movie um nothing anyway. like old rachel mcadams and jane cusack plays the, joan. joan joan cusack plays uncle fester's love interest or and the, really yeah. the evil person in this and she's so despicable and evil in this movie that you really do hate her hate her guts i love her i i love that you know, and the dynamic of the Adams family is like they're supposed to be the villains. They're creepy monsters, but it's always like the Lily White, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, the normie, normie that ends up being the villain. And this one, I mean, they couldn't have made her more opposite of Morticia, always in white, like bleach blonde hair, you right? Know. Bathed in light, as yeah. we know, Morticia only gets light across her eyes. Yeah, which is like the best, like a little effect, makeup effect, or whatever. Yeah, it's so good. The Adams family. That's interesting that you say that because yeah, it is. They are supposed to be the villains. They're the creepy monsters, but their love of each other. They like that's like a, a strong family unit. Their love of each other makes them the heroes. That's yeah. a it's a sweet message. Did you watch the show? Yes. Yeah, the show was... The old show? Yeah, the old from show, the, 60s. the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Used to love that. That was great. Um, we enjoyed that. So yeah, we should watch the first one. But then we decided we landed on this series on Netflix called The Haunting of Hill House. And it is fantastic. You love it. I love it. I, I like it. I, I like it more than I thought I was going to like it. I'm more um kind of... Uh, uh, sucked into the story aspect of this show, the series. Um, it's on Netflix. It's an original series. Um, more than I had thought I was going to be in there. I, I, I kind of have a issue with scary series because I do feel like there is an art to horror movies where they're usually no more than 90 minutes long. And if they are longer than that, it feels like it's like, okay, come on now. Wrap it up. And you kind of get all of the good shit that you want to see, all the scary shit in there in in an hour and a half. And then you're out and you're and you're on to the next one. Um, that's all the great 
all the great horror movies. A series, you know, by nature has to sort of string you along and take you on journeys with different characters in a way that I'm not necessarily excited about for a horror series. Because in my mind, I'm like, if I'm going to invest 10 hours into something, I should be watching one of these like great dramas that everybody talks about. Like, I'm not going to waste it on a on a horror series when there's so many good horror movies out there to just kind of mm. eat up each night. So that was like what I was a little worried about with this. I would say I I was half right, in my opinion. Uh, we're not done. We've only watched four episodes of the 10, I believe. So we're barely there yet. But so far, I feel like there has been a lot of, you know, they, they give you a lot of scary in every episode. There, there's oh, yeah. always a good amount of scary. But I'm a little bored with the fact that there's so many children in this family because you have to kind of make so much more content in a 10-hour series. And Basically, so it's like everybody, so far everybody gets their their whole backstory every single episode. Yeah, and, there's five siblings and we've had a each episode devoted to one of the siblings' um, stories. Is each that- one of them has an issue with... Um, like has some sort of like supernatural ability. Not, not to, each not, one of them. Almost. I mean, it, it's like a little, it, it's a little too much. Like I wanted, basically, I mean, this is like, um, what's the book? What's the book that this is kind of? The Haunting of, of Hill House. Yeah. That's the name of the book? Mm-hmm. Um, That's the name of the original story that you love that you've read? Yeah, Shirley okay. Jackson. So it's based around that. There's so many uh, shows and movies that have been made out of that. Um, so this is just another interpretation, but if you've seen one of them, you sort of get it, you know, this family in this particular show, um, a family basically buys a house, lives in it to kind of renovate it and then sell it. They're house flippers. They're house flippers. And then, uh, they go to this one kind of creepy mansion. They go to flip it and they they live there. It seems like maybe for like about a couple of months and it's completely haunted in every aspect. And each one of the kids gets super scorned yeah. uh, and uh, scarred psychologically scarred, scarred and some other stuff happens to the other family members and i think the ghosts kill the mom we're we're, we, we're on the hunt to find out we don't know yet i mean that's the thing it's taking a long time to sort of un, unravel but i think this. it's also a comment on childhood trauma it is a hundred percent i think sure. it's what's going on because uh, now these kids it goes back from when they were kids to when they're like in their late 20s or 30s yeah and like now present day when these are adults as adults they're all fucked up in their own personal ways based on the experiences they had in this house yeah i can't wait to get the dad's episode do you think Um, we'll get that next i imagine we'll get that very soon so you know a couple of the side stories here kind of what's going on with each one of the family members has hit for me a few of them have not hit for me. And and when I'm on a journey where I'm only watching one character and I know, like, I'm not into this that much. I don't like this story. I know I got, you know, 45 minutes left to it. And I'm like, damn, like, I wish we were just getting the meat of this. Like, tell me the story. There's one sibling we're not crazy about. So far. So Yeah, but we liked, I liked the episode the, last night. The acting is a little iffy in some of these as well. I think some of, but you know, then again, some of it is pretty good. So I, I'm, I'm sticking with it. We've so far, we've, we, the first uh, day we watched two episodes, but ever since then, we've only watched one and then done like a palate cleanser. Yeah. Ashley does get pretty freaked out. I do. And I haven't seen most of the scary things. But I do if, hide my eyes. What have I been doing for you? Nick narrates it. 
<laughs> so I'll be like, what's happening? He's like, okay, the kid's looking down the hall. And I'm like, and what does he see? And Nick's like, oh, he's seeing one of those people things. It looks like a person coming towards him. And then Nick yeah. just gives me the play-by-play. A lot of people things in this one. People things. I'd say the, 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 the horror, like the ghosts um, have ranged from really super scary to like, oh, this is kind of goofy. So it's interesting. They're, they've decided that it's not going to be like, one thing yeah it's not one type it's not just zombies it's not just a zombie that comes at you or it's not just like a specter walking through walking through walls it's like there's like it's almost like there are elements to this especially in the episode we watched last night where i'm like that ghost could have been in the haunted mansion um uh, at disney at World. disney world like it was that sort of like almost disneyfied Silly. I liked that ghost last night. I kind of did too. I thought that was a very cool effect that they did. Yep, and I, and I liked that it was a little like a little uh, kitschy and uh, rather than like a uh, headless whatever, yeah. like a bloody this or that. A bloody woman with her eyes gouged out. So that's been pretty much um, most of the horror stuff that we've watched so far, right? Have we watched anything else that's kind of scary? That's it. Is there anything that's on the docket for you? We keep talking about how we want to watch I Know What You Did Last Summer, but it, it's never streaming anywhere. We can't we find wanna. it anywhere. I think it's on like Showtime and we just don't have Showtime in this uh, house, I so. want to see I Know What You Did Last Summer. I'd like to watch The Shining again. Unless you're shining, sure. Um, um, I kind of want to watch Christine. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know. About the, a car. car that sort of kills people, which I'd seems like a fun movie. In the Mouth of Madness. Nick had never seen that I, trailer I have, before. I have not seen In the Mouth of Madness, but I just know that once you get um, into the 90s with what's his name? Uh, Carpenter? Yeah, John Carpenter. It's not good. Mm. So, um, and you haven't seen The Thing. Right. The Thing is the best ever. And you also haven't seen Halloween. Like, you have to watch I've Halloween. I've seen Halloween. You have watched yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Halloween didn't scare me. Why? There's not so much imagery. It's a lot of like, oh, oh. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of just Jamie Lee Curtis, like, cowering. Um, but, like, it's it's freaky. It's freaky. There are movies out there that never scared me. One being The Exorcist never scared me. And I saw that on a big screen. This old art house theater in Chapel Hill played it. And so they played it on the old film where there's like hidden images in it that you see. That was pretty cool. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And I saw that. That didn't scare me and neither did Halloween. I kind of want to watch. I, I, I also like I like to watch these like Halloween like things that aren't that scary. Like there's this people are tweeting a lot about, you know, things in the realm of like a hocus pocus. Oh, yeah. Children's. Halloween content. celebratory scary movies and and what I like is a lot of these um, like streaming platforms will have uh, just like a subcategory for this month with which is like here's all the Halloween content we could kind of and it's just like episodes of television shows that yeah. are the Halloween app yes I love like the Halloween you app love that episodes. stuff yeah so before the month is over I want to explore some of that stuff as well maybe we will do I was hoping that maybe our next um patreon blowness episode will be uh we'll drop it the week of halloween maybe a day or two before and have it be just like halloween content that we watched and then i could kind of curate like a couple of episodes of halloween shows and we won't recap them we'll just talk about our feelings on them that could be fun just like some little shorter like episodes of things and then we could kind of talk all about that stuff like nostalgic i'm into that television shows sitcoms that have halloween we gotta do one of the simpsons yeah we could watch uh, a tree house of of horror Horror. i mean disney curated all of them and put them all in order for you incredible but um yeah uh so 
I, I'm excited. It's my favorite time of year to watch watch content, so I love it. Um, and I, I need to get more, 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 more. Now, one of our palate cleansers from one of these days uh, is the show that we are going to talk about now, which is the first episode of the new season of The Amazing Race. And it was fun, okay? So I will eat my words when I was like, And I'm I'll not, eat my shorts. I'm not going to like this. I don't want to watch it. So can we go back to that really quick? I was dragging is, my heels. This is the most uh, interesting part about it to me because I haven't really asked you about this. I've been saving it for this show. What was it when I was like, hey, we should watch a retro season of Amazing Race once we're done with Big Brother Season 2? um as our little filler we need something to watch we always have like one reality reality show season that we can binge going usually we're between them now we don't have them and i think that's okay because that's allowing us to watch more like movies and stuff yeah we're taking a couple week break um but as you guys know we were like so into the survivors uh we got you know subsequently into the big brothers and then i thought that you would be like yeah there's a new amazing race season let's get let's start an old amazing race and and you'll see what what the origins of it i ended up watching the first season on my own um but you didn't want to jump i want to do season five now and you 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 kind of don't want to jump into it but this was before you watched this episode could you tell me your feelings before we actually watch the episode well before we okay so the idea of watching an old amazing race does not interest me and you know what it still does not um because amazing race is not really built so much on personal dynamics it feels like it belongs more to the time period than say big brother season two which feels timeless because you're watching relationships and it doesn't really feel like the amazing race is that much relationship based even though that is an element of the show um i really enjoyed watching this week's this premiere episode and i think that i will continue to watch this season i like watching it in real time with the rest of the world is kind of how i feel there there's not enough uh it doesn't offer me enough substitute like there's not enough entertainment there and by entertainment i mean i'm interested in personal development personal dynamics that is why i like watching survivor big brother um a lot of the amazing race is just kind of like you know entertainment show is what's going on it's like oh here's like a, a task and here's a pretty image and it's it's less about the individuals and more about the format of the show that drives the show yeah I, i'll agree with that I do sort of feel like it's kind of like Survivor on Wheels a little bit in that you are fighting for your life every leg of this race. It's one-tenth Survivor on Wheels. Well, there's no surviving element And there's no tribal council, and there's no immunity idol. I mean, Survivor is in a class above and beyond um, the amazing race. But that being said... It was enjoyable and I liked it. I liked, I didn't realize there were going to be so many silly competitions and I enjoyed the silly competitions. I thought it was more going to be like, you have to get on this plane, so take a taxi and then now you have to take a gondola to here and now you have to hike up to this. I thought it was going to be literally more about the race and I, I enjoyed these learn how to play a song on a steel drum that type so competition. That I was, thought that was funny. An awesome competition. Yeah, I I, I I like that element of it. I didn't realize that was going to be so um, such a big part of the show. Now, two things I want to talk about when it comes to the show is one, how fun the show was to watch with you. 
because every time the the sh- the shot would change and all of a sudden we would see the host, you would laugh. Yeah, I uh, this guy Phil Kogan, I believe is his name. He is a really interesting host to me because every I, single time he comes on the screen you laugh out loud he because like you're in they've they're they're running different they're in different countries different cities like every other you know scene they're in like a different city um and when they get like before the first team gets to the city in order to to tell us the audience you know what their missions will be uh, this guy Phil has to like be amongst the people, and so he's always like walking from like fifty yards away from the camera yeah. towards the camera. It's kind of like a like, Where's Waldo situation. He's in the crowd coming towards the camera, and he's walking like he's walking. Ooh, what like, the heck was that? There's an alarm going off on Nick's phone. Nick looks concerned. I almost called the police <laughs> <laughs> by accident. Were you trying never, to turn your phone off? I was trying to. I was getting something that said potential spam on my phone, and I was trying to silence it. And I guess if you silence it like 60 times, it's you get an emergency. Yeah, it's like, do you want us to contact? So, f- I, And then a little like uh, alarm goes off. Did you ever see that? Before? I've never seen that, you, but you literally you? jumped like a cartoon Is character they were gonna call the cops? out of your chair. Your, my phone was going to narc on me. Your butt levitated off the seat. So Phil will like will be like in you know pakistan and like uh phil will like be like walking through like some sort of like drum circle like with like a like a an outdoor market yeah or like with like a big old hat on a big wide-brimmed hat and he'll be like the players will have to come through here you know it's just like and i'm like looking around at all these like people who are just like going to get their like food for the week or whatever and they're like looking at this guy like what the fuck is going on here in my village every single time this guy pops up on screen nick chuckles out loud it's fun (laughs) it made me laugh it would make me laugh every single time now you talked about the cringe element, which I hadn't really thought of, which is that these people are like interacting with locals in this like frenzied, yeah. stressed out way. I-, I need to find a barrel of chickens, like <laughs> screaming like at like a local person in this town, and like they're like, I don't know, I just want to. Be- I saw TV cameras, Hollywood, USA. I'm yeah. here to look at you. Yeah, and Nick was like, I could never do this oh just because of the never. cringe factor. Yeah. Um, something that I liked about this episode was that on Saturday at Kids in Comedy, one of my students, I've known him for like a year, he's I think he's 11, he said that he had watched the first episode and I was like, I was like, what did you think? And he was like, I really liked it, but the team that I liked got didn't make it, is the, is the team that got eliminated. And so I told Nick that before we watched the show because I was like let's try and guess which team it was that he liked you know like let's put ourselves in the shoes of an 11 year old and figure out which team it was that he was drawn to um the most and boy oh boy this team first of all there I'll tell you there were no large-breasted video game characters as a team is that what 11 year olds are into <laughs> yeah. I think this day and age, if it was an 11-year-old boy, if uh, we're looking and like, okay, there's a team of uh, grandparents, there's, uh, oh, two brothers, oh, look at those football players, that's cool. Here is the uh, um, anime-looking two women with big breasts who are video game characters, okay, and now I would have guessed that. Oh, my God. Okay, but I'll tell you guys, the team that um, he liked, they popped up on the screen and like... Literally, I they said like three words, and I was like, "It's this team." 
Yeah, and who who they were? I mean, I guess spoiler alert at this point. Spoiler who they were alert. were like they were like they were like cat catfish wranglers or whatever. friends. Yeah, yeah, they were like just kind of like two dudes from like the south who were just kind of like both had you know kind of looked alike. One had a mustache, one had a goatee, but they had funny accents, and they were like cat. They they like would catch catfish. Uh, and and if you know how any how catfish are caught, it's really the stupidest way of, to fish. You just put your hand down there, and a catfish just swallows <laughs> your hand, and then you're like, I caught one. What are they called? Noodlers? Is I that what guess. They're called? Something. Like I don't that. know. I didn't actually hear what these they guys were. That's what they said did. that much because I heard them speak. I literally heard them say a sentence. I was like, it's got to be these guys. What did they sound like? Because it's not even that the, they sound. It's not even that they had accents or stuff. Just the way they were talking, they seemed like characters. They did have accents though. Yeah, they totally did. But did I'm you saying, do some of their accents? I'm, I'm saying that I did not, you know, zero in on them because the they had the it. Hold on. My mom says you interrupt me too much. Yeah, Stop well, I, interrupting I just feel like you're, ho- you're, you're holding on. I'm saying that I did not uh, guess that it was this team because of the accents. I don't want you guys to think that I was like, oh, he he just is uh, picking the team that's Who the other. cares what they think? I want to hear I'm a little bit of the accents. These guys were characters and you could tell immediately. You just put your hand down there and then all of a sudden the fish gets on it. Like that? Is that what they were like? I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't think so. What do you think? I don't know. I just thought that you were going to. We've been friends for many years and we (laughs) like to go fishing together. We thought this would be a really good um, (laughs) test of our friendship. (laughs) I think we're going to win. You know, we've been through a lot together. I've been in the mud. He's been in the mud. I think ultimately they couldn't play the steel drum and that was what got them, right? They just couldn't get that steel drum going. That steel drum episode was unbelievable. Segment. Yeah, a segment. It was so good watching these people fail rhythmically because they had to play. What was the song they had to play? Tally the Tally me bananas. Yeah, Tally man. Yeah, and so they had to play like a like like a little bit of it. They had to play in time correctly with an entire band in front of a village. Yeah, and this guy would like either give them a giant X for no go back, yeah, or he would pass them. And it was like so funny because there's these two NFL guys in there, and the the, the NFL guy lineman is that what he plays? Oh uh, yeah, one dude was a lineman, one dude was a running back. Yeah. And he could he was not. They're on the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, they're both on the Panthers. North Carolina, Charlotte. Whoop whoop. He could not get this song, and it was so funny watching his nerdy ass try. Because we also learned they were nerds. Yeah, yeah, that was a great story where they were like, yeah, we didn't think we were gonna have a lot in common. You know, him being a lineman, me being a running back. Um, but we like to cosplay. But yeah, we found out we're like big nerds, and we cosplay together and yeah. they're like good friends and they uh yeah i see this is what i i you get hooked into the the there are it is about relationships but it's about your team relationship so as the season goes along you start pulling for or not pulling for certain teams based on their dynamics and who feels like they're an underdog and who you want to win so i think you would really enjoy a retro season of the amazing race because you get to do it you know you watch let two me or just three watch this season row. and make a decision i want to watch season five don't push a new season down my throat let i want to watch, watch the season, season first it's been recommended to me as the best season i thought i was watching it and turns out i was watching season one so i just watched all of that what about um the woman who fell did you want to mention that nick rewound it so that i could see this woman fall oh my gosh this woman fell i couldn't remember what you're saying yes i believe it was like a fiance 
the fiance team. It's, it, I think husband and wife, and husband it was like a, a goat pull. They were getting pulled by goats. <laughs> they were having to run with goats, and some of the people were like runners, and they could keep up with the goats. Most people couldn't, and and this woman got there first, and so she ran with the goat. She had gotten to like the platform in which you were supposed to stop, and that's the finish line. It's like a mat, and it was on the grass. maybe a little more slick than the grass, and she had her feet taken right from out on her, and she slammed on the ground. It was a bad slam. Um, and I noticed that Phil, um, and they always have like a person from the city kind of representing uh, to let you know that you are like first or second that yeah. you're at the finish line of that leg. And f- I noticed after that spill, Phil and the person who was representing the city, like when people would get up to the mat, they'd go, okay, slow it down, let go, let yeah. go. Like they were like trying to make sure nobody else fell and clocked their heads because yeah. this woman took a fall. And yeah, I read it back. Yeah, Nick was like, you got to see this because I guess I had looked away or something. You did. You're always on your phone. You, know? like, you got to look. You got to look. I'm not always on my phone. What? That's not fair. <laughs> You're always on your phone. I have a kitchen safe. I put my phone in. I'm looking at a kitchen safe right now. I don't see no phone. What do you got to say? I got to say that this has been the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Do us a favor and do all those fun things like join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash reality blows. You can also uh, give us five stars on the Apple podcast app. You could follow us on Instagram at reality blows podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Reality Blows Pod. You can follow me on Instagram at Nick Maritato. That's N I C K M A R I T A T O. And you can follow Ashley on Twitter at Ashley B Roberts. Uh, and uh, if you're not going to do any of that, just uh, keep listening to this show. We're fine with that. Bye. Bye.